class that unpacks health, fitness, yoga, alternative healing, and really all things related to your human transformation. If not now, Coach Brian here. What am I talking about today? So something that is, you know, apparent, not just for body workers and massage therapists, which is this idea of removing the body armor. As you you can probably just from those words, removing the body armor, right? So you could think of like a muscular tension um, when we breathe, we're breathing like into these patterns that we have of muscular tension. So you, you may have never really, you may have just brushed over the topic of why do you stand like you do? Why is one shoulder this way? Why is, uh, why are you using, you know, the right hand so much? Like, are you developing these muscle imbalances? I think is easy for us to, land on and if we can run with the idea of muscle imbalance uh, maybe we can go a little further into that uh, like a detective and investigate one particular idea around why we hold our bodies in the way that we do and I, I think in order to facilitate the process of understanding and birthing an awareness around it, um, something that I learned from many massage and bodywork modalities that I have trainings and certifications in is something referred to as facilitated dialogue. By all means, I'm no expert. You know, I am. You know, I'm always a student. I feel for the for the, forever. But uh, since 2007, I've been a massage therapist. Right? I've been teaching yoga since 2001. Um, I've been into personal training too. In 2007, I, I got my first of many personal training certifications, and. Um, over the years, I realized the importance of what I'm saying, how I'm saying it, and how to build rapport with individuals. But really, in the end, it's going to come down to the words that you're telling yourself. And if you imagine that you know, your biology is your biography, right? Your body is your life story. So that kind of puts you into that perspective if you choose to be like the writer right the observer in the beginning right until you understand how to rewrite your story so that's a brief intro (laughs) because i'm going to lay down the different parts of your body with um, a vernacular that might help in the investigation of what is your body saying um because we're not just physical, right? We have other components to us that we know and that maybe we don't know, right? All the unknown aspects of ourself, I think, are just as important as what we currently have language for. So when, and this relates to anything, I mean, everyone and their mother, you know, asks me, 
and, and, and conveys to me the importance of a resistance training program. And I, I'm all for picking up heavy things and learning how to pick up heavy things. Because as we age, the way that we're going to stimulate, you know, protein synthesis, which we need protein, you know, literally prota means life. It's the muscle is like, in the sense, the longevity organ. Uh, Dr. Gabriel Lyons is an amazing, uh, she, I think she even coined the term muscle-centric medicine. And she goes into great detail because of her extensive training that she's had in very various, you know, medical clinics. And I'm not getting any bone. I'm just she's an amazing expert in why muscle is important and possibly why you might have been lied to around protein because you know if you think because you're reading the food label and you know fats and sugars are kind of broken down into you know you know unsaturated saturated fats uh, you have simple and complex sugars carbs you know they're all they're kind of laid out in more detail, but when you get to the word protein, it's just this word protein. And if you're not educated in thinking, okay, well, hemp protein or lentil protein or has a certain amino acid profile, then we can start to be more intelligent with our choices. If we look at the amino acid profile of eggs or chicken versus hemp, they're all different. So what are we really looking for? Are we just looking for protein? No. You know, we need a, a certain amount of leucine. Leucine is one of the BCAAs, the branch chain amino acids, to stimulate um, the mTOR, the pathway that is going to help stimulate uh, protein synthesis. As you age, you get anabolic resistance, right? Um there's so much research, at least for the past 30 years, on the importance of protein, right? It's going to increase your metabolic, like, fire. You're going to have your metabolism's going to be revved up if you choose that chicken breast over, you know, fasting on lettuce all day. <laughs> I was a vegan myself for over 20 years, right? Um, I always had a lot of energy. I was constantly exercising. Uh, and then I developed a lot of allergies around the particular food choices. So, you know, as I got older and injuries and illnesses and, you know, concussions and whatnot, that led me to search out ways to stay clear and focused and energized, not gassy and, 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 and moody and all those things. And, you know, I get tested and, and I switch to more of that carnivore idea because it works for me, not all meat and the quality of meat and how much, how it's cooked, all that stuff I'm sensitive to. But it took me a good two to three years to start introducing some animal meat. And I've switched um, the amount of muscle mass, the, the amount of energy I have to exert to feel good is a lot less. That's my experience. So uh, when I when I hear doctors speaking about the importance of really understanding protein, protein synthesis, anabolic resistance, it just stokes me. So it relates to our body and how we see it. And I'm going right into that facilitated dialogue. I steered off because it's going to be an important piece. You'll find out soon. Um, so the occipital, so if we think about the suboccipitals, uh, those eight little, you know, 
they're very well orchestrated to, to calibrate your head, right? Those, those little, everyone thinks they're, they, oh, my head's, you know, tight. Usually headaches, though, are caused by too much blood flow to the brain. So, you know, as a massage therapist, working the suboccipital is that back of the region that uh, connects like uh, your, your back of the neck, the cranium, right? It has a lot of mobility as you tuck your chin and lift your chin, but those suboccipitals get really tight. So what does, listen to the words that kind of go along, and this is all from like William Reich, uh, organ therapy. Uh, he really developed the dialogue to go with the body and, and a lot of other things. And I took a training before. So do you have a willingness to experience change? So we have to, you know, identify the areas and issues of concern. We have to relax and kind of hold on to these issues. And then our point of consciousness around it is going to expand. If it's woohoo, yeah, it might be in the beginning until you see something measurable as a, of a result. So we have that head region, the occipitals, the back of the neck. Um, and you want to kind of think about, do you have a willingness to experience a change? And it's multidimensional. It's non-linear. You know, whatever comes to your mind is perfect. And it, and it could be an image, a smell, a memory. It's perfect. We move to the shoulders, and we want to think the area of responsibility. Uh, the point you hold the weight of the world or the weight of a certain, like, concern. And what would you like to change in your life yeah i mean if you're unconscious because you know personal training or yoga or what body work a massage or driving they're all like a altered state of consciousness right especially if you're doing it every day uh, the familiar route you travel in your car becomes you know in a sense, a hypnotic altered state of uh, consciousness. So you have a great opportunity, even exercise, as you get into a routine, it becomes very hypnotic and, and more of a, a trance, the same with yoga. So you can think about these things because you're in a prime mental uh, state to really think, okay, I'm doing shoulder presses <laughs> or I'm in a downward dog, how do my shoulders feel? Ugh. Is it feel good when I'm inverted like a downward dog to get that responsibility, that weight of the world off my shoulders? Or does it feel good to kind of strengthen my shoulders through lifting heavy weights? Does that help me deal with the weight of the world? And these are questions for yourself. I don't need to know them. Um, so let's move down to the deltoid itself. So what does the actual shoulder represent? So area of holding and trying or effort efforting, right? What holds you back from changing this particular situation? And what's interesting is the shoulders, I think the most neglected part of the shoulders is the rotator cuff, the rear delts. And I think more from a standpoint of what I feel and see in massage, uh, which is they're just underactive they're not up they're not as stimulated as like the anterior delt the front part of your shoulder 
I don't know, and I really don't care why, but if we can make that personalization with it, that metaphysical kind of connection, and think, like, what's holding you back from changing this situation? So maybe the past, because the back is unconscious, it's the past, let's say, maybe there's something in your past you got to strengthen around if it's a rotator cuff. Maybe you're moving, you have no issue moving forward in life. Maybe you're too moving forward, let's say. And I'm just giving you ideas, right? And then the side delt, that lateral delt, how does that function? How do the three shoulder muscles function together? By the time you're thinking about this, you're listening to the music, I mean, how many sets and reps are you doing unconsciously? But now you're imbuing a mindfulness, you're imbuing what I consider depth. And I think in terms of, of, of seeing results, you, you got to really tap into depth that connects us with the field, Joe Dispenza's amazing work, and it puts you into that place of possibility and infinite potential. And I think if we can remain safe and realize I don't have to keep lifting heavier, that's not necessarily what progressive overloading is hinting at. You know, if we look at the Russian method of training, it's really just stay at that little weight for a while, master that little weight. Master it with all your effort. Do bicep curls with your glutes turned on and see what happens, you know? So let's go to the next part because as you see, I'm very passionate <laughs> about making these connections. So um, the axillary. And you can look these up if you don't know, you know, because the terms may be new. But the axle area of the body, um, the point of incompletion. What if anything is unfinished in your life around this situation or concern? Imagine the change you desire. So a lot of people are visual. A lot of people aren't. All right. It's if you like vision boards and you are creative in a visionary sense, then that's probably going to be your best means at uh, picturing yourself in the future and moving towards that very easily. If you're like me and you're kinesthetic or, you know, and I'm a mixture of auditory too, like a lot of you are a mixture of, you know, uh, visual and auditory and, and kinesthetic, but you know, you, you can't really tell me how much can I be told? <laughs> Not much. You got to show me, right? If you, you take me and you move my body or you verbally correct me while I'm physically moving, I'm going to learn a lot better. Um, if you tell me I can't dance or I am not doing a bicep curl correctly, but if you grab me and you, and you move my body, um, I'm going to learn a lot better. Or if you embarrass me in front of everyone, I'm going to really, you know, learn how to not do that, right? So everyone learns different. And if you want to imagine the change that you desire, almost like Gandhi, be that wish in the world that you want to see, you know, but start with yourself, right? So think about how you like to learn because it's just going to be natural to go to what you are good at. And, and then try to move yourself there because it takes about 21 days. Um, 
I did coaching training, life coaching, health coaching at different schools. And we, we would always, you know, hold our clients that we were coaching accountable by writing these down as, as much as we could in their own language and then reminding them through emails and text messages in the next session, this is what we're trying to achieve. Is there any more color and ingredients you want to add to this vision? So let's move to the hips because the hips, you know, as we age, the older population is more prone to hip fractures, replacements, and it doesn't just start when you get old. It's a lot of wear and tear from day one, from zero to whatever age you're at. So the hips really is our area of support or lack of support. It's our area of approval or lack of approval. What support do you desire or need and whose approval do you desire right who's depro- whose approval you know i'm like oh you know i want to do this and that and then you know people in my life they're gonna look at me different like they don't already love me like somehow love is conditional and maybe that's not the healthiest way to look at things so when we look at the hips And you can't do a pigeon pose or you can't sit like a guy does in a chair in that figure four posture or you're you're constantly very static. I mean, you're not going to be able to really work on your hips if you're just doing machines. So you got to stand on your own two feet. You got to challenge yourself in different planes of human motion. And the planes of human motion uh, are not really effectively and authentically, you know, through machines. If you just think about the word mobility versus flexibility, mobility has temperature involved, right? And then flexibility is length. So flexibility is more for stretching and movement where if you need a mobility, uh, something to be solution uh, oriented thing to target mobility, you got to work on the temperature of the muscle. You got to slow down. You got to really get into the movements and stretch those muscles because they warm up through movement. Work with your breathing. Um, and it, so we can look at it from that way. If you're not so flexible, you don't have much mobility in the hips, what's that mean in your life? You know, what approval do you desire? Uh, Do you need support? Do you have too much? You don't feel like you have, you know, lack of support. Your feelings are validated in your body. If who cares if the other person in your life that's not giving you the approval doesn't understand that he's not giving or she's giving you the approval because it matters what you feel. And the more authentic we are at expressing these needs to others in our lives, we can move forward. We can accept and move forward. The knees uh, moving toward in your life or in the situation or being unable to do so. So yeah, you can't really move forward in life without your knees. (laughs) So we can think of it simple. Um, Identify the steps. This is very important. Uh, You are willing to take, to move forward in changing this situation. So I had, uh, as a male, and all the yoga schools I go to are in massage were predominantly women, women teachers, women in the class. Um, I think I got a really 
amazing language built because women tend to work with a lot of men and men tend to be, and I'm generalizing, which I shouldn't, but, you know, let's think of the, the stereotypical mythological, you know, archetype of the male, rugged, you know, hard, tough skin needs to be a little bit softened uh, to remove that armor, which we're talking about today, right? Removing that armor. So the language is important. So the language is like, are you willing? Are you willing and able to change what you're doing right now? Because I can show you something if you're willing and able that's just going to tweak. It's going to make a simple little adjustment in the angle or something and give you a different feeling. Are you willing and able? That language is awesome, right? I don't care, you know, the most hard-headed, rational skeptic that comes in headbutting me from the beginning. And I just kind of, you know, go into that heart space. I'm very heart-centered with my approach to everything. And, you know, you use those choices of words. And the knees, if we think about, uh, in my polarity training, they were representative of the astrological sign of the Capricorn, but the thighs are the astrological sign of the Sagittarius. So think of the pictures associated with that. The Minotaur, half man, half like beast, um, is that Sagittarius. And, and the Capricorn is like a, a gazelle-looking thing, right? So we can think that those animals really stand on Earth and they're really about moving forward. And I'm, I know we're talking about the knees, but I think, you know, the whole body's connected. So... Let's move forward. <laughs> and we need the knees to do so. So what's stopping you? You know, what's preventing you? You can look honestly at these things for yourself, write them down, burn them. You don't even have to share them with people. I have a, uh, a shredder, right? I write down all my deepest things. I make those connections. And when I'm ready to move forward, I zap them in the shredder. So the ankles are the last place. And since I've been talking about astrological signs and uh, um, the ankles, right, we, we want to think about resistance to change. And we want to think about the ankles, oh, oh, uh, you know, Aquarius. The feet are Pisces. The ankles are Aquarius and that Dr. Stone's polarity therapy. Um and they represent the past and getting stuck. So think about the, the ankles. Is there anything from the past that would keep you from the future? So as we move down the body, you know, that's our foundation. So the foundation of the house really is only as stable as those feet and the ankle. So if we're doing a lot of lunges, we're doing a lot of squats and deadlifts and all these movements that require standing and stabilization and flexibility and mobility in the ankle, then we're challenging ourselves unconsciously on all these kind of uh, the mindset that goes along with it. So if we want to acknowledge the body is your life story, you want to acknowledge that your biology is your biography, um, then we need to move forward with that idea by looking at the ankles. What are we resistant to change? And do we need support? Think about that. We might need support in the ankles. You might need to get into an inversion, eversion, um, all the different ways that the uh, feet and ankles can move to really understand where you're strong, where you're weak, and really make your set yourself up for success, right? So that was the whole body. That was um, some 
facilitated dialogue, some the body, you know, kind of speaks your mind too. The mind goes through the nervous system and relays all that through the body. It's trying to speak to you. You got to build your language. I think movement does that and we got to relate to that. It does that and understand that for us, not just I have a linear goal, an aesthetic goal. Let's see how the two are all interconnected and participating in it. Um, so until next time, Coach Brian, 1088 at gmail.com. Subscribe, join all my social media, YouTube, Facebook. I have amazing courses that you can um, become a member on Patreon as little as like $8 a month. You can start learning yoga and start participating in your own expansion of health and wellness.